With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at RepcoService.com. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Ten twenty-four here on SENZ. Uh, Ross, Carl, Sam Ackerman. As I said uh, on the panel here, uh, Ross, uh, I spoke to Stephen Alka this morning, and golf is great on Sky when you've got Kiwis performing like Stephen Alka. You've got Lydia Ko, you've got Ryan Fox, all in contention over one weekend. How good? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? What about the Stephen Alka story? You know, a real battler through his career, and then here he is in the, in the twilight, just raking it in. I mean, this is a guy um, who really played week by week, hand to mouth, for so long, trying to make ends meet, who now is financially secure in the space of uh, about 14 months um, by being the young guy on the old guy's block and out playing them two to one. Just, it's, it's a stunning story in sport, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, you've got to take advantage of that little loophole, don't you, when your body's good. Yeah, when your body's good, your body's good. Uh, Sam Ackerman joins us now. Bodies are good this week compared to last week, Sam, because everything's good with the world. The Warriors win in absolutely classic, dramatic fashion. And Sean Johnson, all the money they paid, uh, had comes home to roost, eh? You know what? I love Golden Point because, you know, it does. It makes you forget about the previous 80 minutes of football uh, that was <laughs> uh, not of... It wasn't of high quality, but it suddenly becomes a thriller. Do you know what I mean? It's people can remember it as, uh, as that uh, when we jagged or this moment of tension. But yeah, the, look, the standard was better, and it, there, was, there was only one way for it to go. Uh, but the performance level was, um, you could see there was commitment. They had every opportunity to throw in the towel, uh, but they stuck in the game, and a few uh, golden opportunities. I mean, look, the Raiders botched that um, when they had that, and they they screwed it up for themselves. But the Warriors were there, ready and able to take advantage of it. So, you know, fair play. That's exactly what happens in uh, a competition like the NRL. So, a, a great win, and yeah, it's, it's certainly a better week for uh, for those involved with the Warriors. And I, I, I was pretty happy for them to be able to um, turn around because we think about it, but it's really a sixty nine point turnaround. Yeah, it's a sixty nine point turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, whatever. My math's not great. Oh, I don't know, 59-69. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing for me. Um, take out, take out Pan- the Panthers, you take out Storm. At this point, they look uh, odds on to be roundabout at the business end of it. How about, how about um, the, the next uh, six teams in the top eight? I mean, who would pick it at the moment? Now, look, the, cow- the Cowboys were um, comfortably beaten by the Warriors just a few weeks ago before... Warriors season's plunged, plunged into a bit of a debacle uh, and, and revived itself within the space of a week. It is an open comp, uh, and that is, that is a great thing. Uh, there's only a couple of teams that are really struggling, and they are still 
have enough talent in their team that it, you wouldn't you wouldn't say that the Bulldogs and Knight can't go on a winning streak at some point down the season. So it's yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a good comp, as you mentioned, those two. Yep, they are streaking ahead, but uh, they I, I still think that their teams, that a team on a roll, can challenge uh, in the grand final. Just look at some of the the great results we've had in the past uh, couple of years. So not a fait accompli, but um, far out. The, the talent, the talent in, in those two teams is scary for everybody else. Super Rugby, uh, Ross Carl is uh, I think far from done and dusted in terms of the interest now because of uh, those. Uh, result uh, across the, the weekend, particularly for Australian teams, which has made Dave Rennie a fairly happy chappy. <laughs> it's amazing what difference a weekend makes to the mindset of everyone now uh, watching a competition like that. I think we came out of Super Round and outside of the Brumbies, we were like, okay, this is kind of business as usual. And then we had that weekend, which is probably the best weekend of Super Rugby that I can remember, um, as far as consistently good games, which were competitive um, across the board. The real question here for Dave Rennie um, is how long can this continue? Is this um, an anomaly? We need to see this for multiple weeks in a row and we need to see it on New Zealand soil. We need these Aussie teams, and I think three of them are over in New Zealand this weekend, to come over and show that it's not just competitive at home, it's competitive away. And we get a few weeks of that and suddenly Super Rugby is exactly where we need it to be. But it's pretty obvious the Dave Rennie effect over there. And I know it's a bit of a cliche to throw that out there, but when you look at the way the Chiefs used to play, the physical nature, the, the never giving up, the hitting the rucks and malls hard, being right up in their face defensively, you can see that stamp across all of the teams. You know, there's a real change in attitude there, and it's making a massive difference. It's, it's great to see. It is great to see. Um, I'm absolutely chuffed by the whole deal. And uh, finally, I... I think uh, the other thing, Ross, is we actually talked about some rugby instead of talking about the refereeing. And, and when quality, <laughs> uh, I think, I'll be honest, when, when quality of games and, and closeness of games is apparent, that is a good thing because you do take the officiating out of it to some extent. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, we're always going to have a little bit of that with the way that the rules are and around head clashes like we saw in the Crusaders game. But as long as that's not the, the be-all and end-all, right, as long as we're talking about, you know, that second-minute try from the Waratahs and not talking about the, you know, accidental clashing of heads um, in the second half from the Crusaders, um, you know, it, it, I think it's great. You're right. OK, we'll take a short break now for the news with Araha. And when we come back, plenty more to talk about with our panel this morning, Ross Carl and Sam Ackerman. The opinions, the panel. It is Ross Carl, it is Sam Ackerman on the panel this morning. And Sam Ackerman, exciting news uh, from uh, the Warriors' point of view. Uh, they have signed young Ronald Volkman, this 19-year-old sensation, out of the Roosters, uh, who has decided he wants to ply his trade uh, with our guys for the next three years. That is uh, pretty good. It's pretty amazing that uh, the Warriors just couldn't attract uh, the the attractive halves and the players who were really uh, being you know, chased by other clubs or seen as hot prospects for so long, uh, and all of a sudden they're coming in, in floods. And I'm I'm really excited um, about uh, about Volkman. He, he's I've, I've heard raps on him for a little while. But I've seen some of him playing, and he looks like his his talent would fit what the Warriors uh, would look to achieve. He, he is a play maker. He's not a half. You know, he's not somebody who shuffles the ball on. He makes things happen. Uh, he's been talked as Johnson's long-term, um, long-term, 
successor. They've got Metcalf coming in next year. They've also had you know a succession of of halves come in. I mean the way RC played in uh, the weekend after just a few games, sorry, a few days in camp with the Warriors. Uh, he made a, a hell of an impression straight away. So there is now a good level there. But we talked about this at the start of the season, Smitty, is that there's a, a, there's depth in the halves, but where is where is going to be that consistency? Oh, my fear is that the Warriors stockpile too many half options and never allow a combination to dominate because they've got so many good players. They're going to try to find room for a move around. But it is a great signing, just like uh, just like the signing of Reese Walsh was uh, was kind of heralded as uh, one to watch. We've seen what he's managed to do. Volkman fits that category. I hope this doesn't stop them getting uh, opportunities with the Roosters if they present themselves this year. Uh, but it is a, a great one um, for a sign that the club has now been seen as attractive Australian players willing to come over and play so uh, Sam can we just stay on the subject of Reese Walsh when you see a young signing like that in other words a clear pathway in the halves for the club would that change his thinking or, or, or reinforce his thinking on what he's going to do uh, the players who the, uh, the Warriors attract and what they achieve um, and, and have uh, the pathway for where he decides to stay with the Warriors is absolutely massive. But you've got to take into account a lot of the other factors. He's a, a Queensland boy that has Queensland clubs cashed up wanting to bring him back. Uh, he has origin as a major motivator for him, and there's been the likes of Price and Tate who have managed to get themselves into, uh, you know, they're already in origin contention before they came here. It's hard to get picked from origin um, from, from New Zealand, and uh, take Michael Luck. If Michael Luck had stayed playing in the Cowboys and hit the form that he did with the Warriors, I guarantee you he played origin, but the closest he got was an 18th man once. So he, it's, it's a difficult situation and decision for the young man to make, plus the family drive as well, with a young family as well. So uh, retaining, if, if, the, if the Warriors retain Reese Walsh, it's, one of the, it's, a, it's three times, ten times the coup of signing him in the first place because he, uh, he's destined for big things. And uh, when you've got Wayne Bennett breathing down your neck, you're doing damn well if you can keep him at bay. Great news there. Uh, perhaps it's a possibility, but you're right, that Queensland money, the lure of home, the lure of friends, the lure of family uh, is always a tough one. Uh, Ross Carl, how exciting, uh, even though it didn't quite work out for them. What a great try that was by Australia in the last second yesterday to see the Black Ferns back in action after all this time. And it just, doesn't it just, uh, you know, just uh, really just tantalise the palate for what's coming up? It does, and especially with the Aussies playing so well. I mean, for a while there, probably leading into the last Olympics, it was pretty one-way traffic, wasn't it? But this Aussie team seems to be bolstered with a few of the stars that they've had in, in yesteryear, I suppose, when they win the gold. And they look really strong and heading into the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. Um, I just can't wait to turn into that on Sky Sport and, and, and watch that final, because that final, presuming they both make it, could be an absolute cracker, because these two teams... Now, remember that last Commonwealth Games final when um, the, the Blackburns went the length of the field? They create absolute classics. And again, this morning, overtime classic. It's great to watch. It was great to see Sarah Hidani hustling in the middle of the field again and making sure things happen for her players and seeing Michaela Blythe step out of tackles and score. They play an exciting brand of football. You know, They're better to watch than the men, and it's great to watch. Ross, I spoke to uh, a, a Russian, uh, not a Russian, a doctor yesterday, uh, a, a doctor, but his uh, big area of um, expertise was the NHL, right? And one of the questions I asked him about the NHL was the participation of Russian hockey players in the NHL. Now, we all know um, we're talking about uh, Russians being 
banned from various events, banned from hosting events, banned from this, banned from that at the moment because of the Ukraine situation. Here we have uh, at Wimbledon all of a sudden, uh, Andy Murray, Novak Djokovic, Rafa Nadal against the Wimbledon ban on Russian and Belarusian tennis players. What do you make of that? Look, I, I enjoy reading Andy Murray's comments that it's not, there's no right answer that he leans in one particular direction because there probably isn't no right answer. But I think that they're leaning in the wrong direction. Um, no, it's not fair on an individual basis, but it's also not fair to have your city bombed. It's not fair to lose your house, your family, loved ones. That's not fair. So Daniel Medvedev, who's earned $4 million prize money just this year, missing out on Wimbledon, I'm not going to cry for him. Um, you know, I'm not going to cry for that yeah. guy because, you know, maybe there's a bigger stand that needs to be made here. I do feel for those tennis players who, you know, compete on the satellite circuit, the ones who are, like you said earlier, Stephen Elkin, hand to mouth throughout the year because those guys don't earn a lot of money. Those guys and girls go week to week and don't make much. And these big tournaments where the draws are twice as big, like, you know, Wimbledon, US Open, et cetera, Offer them a chance to make some money. If you make qualifying in the first round at Wimbledon, you earn twenty thousand New Zealand dollars. So for people who can't make it and are struggling to get by as tennis players, the Grand Slams offer a little bit more than people might realise for them. Um, so I feel for them, yes. But you know the big stars, you know, there's another tennis tournament coming up, and if you've made twenty four million in your career, the, you know you can play another one some other time. You can. I suppose you can, but it is, it is the one, isn't it? Uh, that's the thing about it. Uh, Sam Ackerman, do you have any feelings on Russian participation in sport at the moment? Yeah, well, part of my feeling um, with the tennis situation is, you look at the, um, the Olympics, the Russians are given the opportunity to, um, through other forms of suspension like doping, which is, you know, directly affecting sport, um, to be able to complete under a, a neutral banner because of uh, the bans. I, it's kind of crossed my mind. Why aren't these players being offered the opportunity to um, not necessarily denounce Russia, but uh, agree to compete under a neutral situation, which means uh, an agreement to not receive any funding from uh, any, any Russian uh, sponsors or any Russian um, uh, you know, fu- uh, government funding, whatever it is. I, I, there is no right answer. Ross is, is bang on, um, Mr. Sensible, and can you always guarantee he's uh, taking a uh, central approach on life, which is uh, why we um, so difficult to have a conversation with together. He is bang on in the sense that you're not going to get this right, but you can't, you can't let it. You can't stand by and just go, "Well, you didn't do the bombing, so we're not going to we're not going to make any stand." It is too big a this is too big an issue and too wide an issue to just sweep it under the carpet. But um, it's also tough to ask a Russian uh, to say, "Well, declare you know declare that you are neutral and not part of of Russia," because there is you know they have family and they have consequences too. So uh, I. I, I don't know. I, I, I like um, Ross's approach on um, it's going to opportunity give somebody else an opportunity that may not have been otherwise. But you know, we we do like to talk about parity and fairness in sport, and it doesn't necessarily uh, seem to be a lot of that with us. Sam Ackerman, with all your history and your love of the game, the four greatest league players that you can recall. Oh, the four greatest. Oh, I, was, I was told it's my favourite, and these are very different. Um, okay, list, so, we, no, go your favourite. Go your favourite then. I'm happy. I'm happy to go. I'm happy to go greatest. He's, that's no problem. That's no problem for me. But it is, you know. And again, it's unfair. It's like, it's like asking me to pick my favourite child. But but it's actually that's quite easy because it's the one that listens to me. I'm, I'm joking. None of them do. <laughs> uh, the the 
the prospect of, uh, of great players cannot be discussed, in my opinion, without Andrew Johns, who was easily the best player I ever seen lace up a boot in my entire life. And I'm only taking uh, players I've seen play, so I won't go uh, back in the players I've only seen historically uh, or before my time as a, as a league fan. But Andrew Johns goes top of the list. Uh, Ruben Wickey is uh, what he achieved across so many different positions and in so many he had, he almost had three separate Hall of Fame careers throughout his career he was unbelievable and uh, he played such a crucial part in the Kiwis going from always getting beaten to finally getting trophies and becoming uh, I don't think you end up winning the, the World Cup for the first time if Ruben Wickey didn't help lay that platform uh, through the, uh, the early 2000s so uh, an absolute icon for me. Uh, I put Brad Fittler there too for the same revolutionary reasons, uh, is that he just changed the game in so many ways to be a, a centre with a sidestep uh, to a half to uh, a man who can change the game at a whim from lock as well. Uh, the lock position didn't exist in the way it did until uh, Brad Fittler grabbed the bull uh, by the horns. Uh, and I think the, the next greatest I'd, I'd probably have to throw uh, at Wally Lewis. I didn't see him in his peak, but I saw enough of him to know that uh, he made the halves a, a hard man position as well as a skilled one. And again, these are all game changers in their positions and uh, players that you would never, ever uh, be able to have a conversation about the greatest without discussing. Well, um, you can't leave the king out. Um, I probably have when it comes to mine uh, at 11.40. Uh, thanks for that, Sam Ross. Carl, uh, your four most influential or favourite league players? Uh, it's Sable Williams, it's uh, Ruben Thorne, <laughs> it's uh, all the other converts, right, Ross? Yeah, that's right. It's Brad Thorne, <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, if I had to say my favourites would be Talis, Langer, Stacey Jones and Ali Loewe But if it was going to be the greatest I've seen, Johns, Meninga... Thurston and Talis, I think, from the ones that I've watched a lot. Those guys Ooh, brought John's like brought magic, and uh, Meninga brought every single week the physical nature. Jonathan Thurston was a magician, and Gordon Talis was just brutal, and we love brutal. We love brutal. We love brutal. We love the panel, and we thank very much to Sam Ackerman and Ross Carl for their input this morning. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.